This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Hi, Canada. Well, we've all had a change in this country's legislation with the legalization of cannabis, which may impact your health. So we're going to toke things to a whole new low tonight, really slow on the Sunday Night Health Show, a show all about health and sex, quite frankly. It is evidence-informed because my passion for all my buds out there is that it leads to a longer, happier, and healthier life. We're going to be going really low tonight as you go high. So please put the kitties to bed, grab a glass of wine, or now I can say a doobie and come and join me. Good evening, Andrew. How are you tonight? I, I, I'm not one to be harsh. I don't like being harsh, but that was too many. Stop this. No more puns. No more. Andrew. But that means that they were good. I'm going really low right now. But that means that they were really good. The fact that I despise them means that they are fantastic. So What can we say? Okay, my chair fell down. What do I do? I'm sure you'll be. Can you not? Is it just not? I'm hanging upside down. Or is that just like a visual representation of how you feel after I said that? Yes, you really knocked me to my knees, my friend. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no, no problem. Always happy to do a service. I'm going to trade chairs here. But now now, you literally can just go out on the radio and be like, come on, grab a doobie and sit down. You like, can. That's pretty neat. You can say that now, you know, but you might want to buy a regulated doobie now mm. <laughs> because of something I realized today doing a little research on this subject. I was actually at a friend's house earlier and she said, um, listen, pot's legalized. Why don't you do like cocaine or ecstasy? Okay, what? <laughs> Take it up a notch. That is a, that is a leap. <laughs> Isn't it? It's anyway. A bit of a leap. <laughs> These friends of mine, I don't know about them. <laughs> I made, I, she has a great name and I wish I could say it on the air, but she'd kill me. <laughs> Nonetheless, because <laughs> everybody thinks you're talking about them. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks so much, Andrew, for being here. Happy to, as always. Yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit more about cannabis in Canada. Uh, after 8.30, we have a guest joining me to talk about that, a really serious one. It's a firefighter. I like to keep things hot. But before we go any further, mm. I am super excited. Sorry, Andrew. Nah, that one was good. I am super excited to have in the studio with me one of my best buds, uh, and uh, and good friends, Carmen Cruz, you know her. She is a radio personality, a lady on radio. She is from the world-famous Fox. She's a host over there, and uh, she spins the vinyl like nobody's business, and she also is a fill-in host for the Jeff O'Neill Show. Thanks so much for coming into the studio. My pleasure, me, always. Anytime to chat with you is my favorite. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> if I could get to your level, I can't because this chair. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? I don't know. Well, it's really new, splurged well, on the new chairs. I'm completely <laughs> clueless on technology anyway. Um, so how are you? Fantastic. Good. We've got lots to talk about on yes. the show tonight. Uh, but I want to start with, uh, were you at the Ellen DeGeneres show uh, I was. this weekend? Yeah, huh? Yeah. Um, What'd you think? <laughs> like the honest truth? Honest truth. Okay, we I love Ellen. Here. Love her. But um, first of all, I'm glad I got the tickets for free because I would have been very upset that Ditto. I spent Ditto. like a lot of money to have someone kind of chat for about 45 minutes and I, I love her coming out story it's fantastic yeah and all the struggles and trials and everything she's overcome but I felt like everything was just kind of like a lead up to her Netflix special well I can't talk about this because I got my Netflix special and, exactly and I was like what did we pay for why are we here why did I get these tickets for free I should have said but you know I should have said the exact same thing yeah. I got and I, and I had a little um 
I hope you put the children to bed. I had a little foreplay that was weird mm-hmm. as well <laughs> prior to seeing Ellen. Uh, I, I, my friend who invited me to the show um, said to me, you know, do you want to go to the show? And she's not that good of a friend of mine. She has other friends that are much closer to, to uh, her than I am. So I did kind of wonder, oh, how, how come she's asking me? But oh, well. And then she said, we're going to stop at uh, some at a friend's house. A bunch of us are just going to have a drink. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to stop at the at the house. And so I get to the house and and I see that there's dinner and there's lots of women coming in and there's birthday gift bags. And, and I said, whose birthday is it? <laughs> and they said the name that rhymes with the name of my friend. And it was, turns out it was her birthday, her birthday party. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, it's her birthday? I mean, we're, going to, we're going to Ellen. <laughs> So it was very strange. And then we went to Ellen, and that was equally, if, if not stranger. Yes. Because then we went on about the, and I know I care a lot about the mountain gorilla. I do, yeah. I do a lot. But really? Yeah. Because that's what it was about. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel like it was a lesson in do what you're good at. Mm-hmm. She's a comedian. She's a stand-up comedian. And to just sit down with that fellow who interviewed her after the fellow from TELUS, who were those people anyway? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> There was so much corporate back padding and I was just like, uh, and they kept, there's one point, I don't know if you noticed where the audience, they're like, okay, and now to introduce Ellen, they would bring out someone else and then right. they talk about, oh, you know, this company, that company. And then now to introduce Ellen, after we sat through your speech, there's someone else who's introducing Ellen. And then some, and then at one point the crowd was like, come on. Exactly. Now, was she shy or was she annoyed or what was the story? I don't, I don't know, but it, it felt a little flat, I have to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. anyway, nonetheless, grateful to go because I would have wanted and mm-hmm. you know, so I have to say I was um, very happy to be there with those no-name men patting themselves on the back. Mm-hmm. People were tweeting, "Get off the stage, bring on Ellen!" And uh, could we not have found one woman in Canada <gasps> exactly. to have interviewed her? Exactly. Do you notice in- they were all talking about uh, inclusivity, but yet it, it was all men that were it was up all on then. Absolutely. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, yeah the, uh, what did you think of the host or the moderator? Well, you know, the last story was kind of nice. I think he spoke a little bit too much. Oh, about his, okay. his child at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was great. Was, that was nice where he said, you know, he had a, a heartwarming story um, about that. But I also felt like, you know, we didn't know him. And, you know, when she referred to ABC and Disney, was it ABC or NBC? Anyway, mm-hmm. one of the big networks, um, did, they didn't let her share her they weren't going to let her share her coming out story you know so mm-hmm. that was a whole bunch of men that didn't weren't going to allow that right mm-hmm. that's who the corporate shareholders are so it was just it was just bizarre i thought it was Absolutely. just but you know what the money follows the money and the power and who holds that in this country anyway <sighs> dare i say more <laughs> nonetheless you know what i was elevated Last night, by watching A Star is Born. Have you seen that one? I want to. I hear such good things. It's amazing. I have no idea what it was about because I was just melting over the hot Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. I, couldn't, I couldn't stop fantasizing about him. <laughs> Hopefully those kids are in bed. <laughs> he is so good looking. Alcoholic, drug addict. Doesn't matter. Greasy hair. Oh my gosh. Hot as... You're I, a big Bradley Cooper fan, Oh, hey? huge. Really? Massive, yeah. Perfect amount of facial hair. Love the slick back hair. 
<laughs> anyway, it's it's not to be. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah, you never it know. Is it's, this is this true. This is Hollywood North. You never know who you bump into. I'm constantly looking you know, for Jason Momoa and John Hamm all the time, just it, stalking them on the streets. Exactly. It, you never what know. What does it matter? You know, he's a little younger and, you know, a couple of marriages. What's this couple of marriages between exactly. lovers? Exactly. <laughs> who cares? I believe so, the term is lover. <laughs> lover, baby. Um, keep it hot. Keep it hot. Uh, so, anyway... Enough about that. So I'm going to have to go back and see the movie to actually see what it was about. No, it was amazing. <laughs> Just had a bib on. Literally. In and out of consciousness. What? Where am I? <laughs> Who are you? Anyway. Oh, okay. So it was great. And Lady Gaga was great in that also. Well, that's good. But we've got lots of subjects to talk about tonight on the program with you, Carmen, who's co-hosting, guest co-hosting with me tonight. And I'm totally honored that you're oh, here. Thank you, you sh- for inviting me. Oh. I'm like, really? She's must have really run out of friends. That's okay. <laughs> I'll take it. We're usually out in the restaurants. Uh, So we're going to talk about sex and cannabis, of course, and cannabis and health. And we're also going to talk about burging and sarcopenia, adipose tissue, diabetes mellitus, a surgical procedure that is on the rise globally. This sounds like a pretty high-browed show, Mm -hmm. eh? Just check in with all you docs out there to see if your IQ has dropped in the four days since weed has been legalized in this country. <laughs> That's it. But we are covering all those subjects, and we are going to bring them back to uh, cannabis and getting high and, and going low, because we do go low on this show. And if you want to go low with me, <laughs> that didn't sound too good. Or did if it. you're high and want to go low, uh, the number to call is one 877 That's one one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. I put a call out on Facebook, and I said, "Anyone want to share their cannabis and sex or cannabis and life stories?" And so many people emailed me to share their stories. So we're going to be talking to some of those people tonight. We do have a guest. Uh, uh, by, she's anonymous. She's in the studio. And so she's going to share her story. I've got some emails to read to you as well. So we've got lots of uh, lots to talk about here. You can email me, nursetalk at hotmail.com, if you want to share your story. Because pot isn't for everyone. Cannabis is not for every Canadian out there. Um, some people don't like it. Some people have had bad experiences with mm-hmm. it. Uh, you can also text me, because, you know, I want to be close, 604-449-8459. That's in confidence. And thanks for all your texts and your emails. 604-449-8459. You can call that number too. Uh, and that's all in confidence. So uh, when I come back, we're going to start out with talking about burging. I am Maureen McGrath here with Carmen Cruz from the world famous Sea Fox, And you're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you, along with guest co-host Carmen Cruz of the world famous Sea Fox. Okay, Carmen. Uh, next subject up, hopefully, uh, well, we didn't do any doobies before we started the show, no. correct? Yeah. No. So we are sharp. Our minds are sharp. But some people feel that cannabis sharpens their minds. I, see, I can't relate. I can't either. I can't. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But no. we're sharp. And so uh, we're going to be talking about, well, we've had a big announcement from the palace mm-hmm. this week. Uh, yes, uh, breaking news. Mm-hmm. Um, yet another woman pregnant, as though no woman has ever gone before her. Never. No one's ever had a baby before. Mm-mm. No, no. Um, and, but Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, I hate when people say he's pregnant. That drives me crazy, so I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. Or when men say, oh, we're pregnant. No, you're not. 
that drives me crazy too. <laughs> I don't see your ankle swelling. <laughs> no, exactly. I do not see you eating a porterhouse steak and Chinese food for dessert. And then crying for an hour after. Exactly. <laughs> and what kind of a mother are you going to be anyway? <laughs> um, but you know, it's shockingly enough with the way pregnancy wreaks havoc on a woman's body and life at times, um, you know, it's difficult to understand that the that we are all burging over this. And that's the acronym stands for, well, is a psychological term, and it stands for basking in reflected glory. How did you feel, Carmen, when you heard the news? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of having a baby. Okay. <laughs> A bad case. A good case. <laughs> Depends on the person, right? This is true. Um, I mean, I was happy for her, but I wasn't like, uh, It's all about me. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Congrats. Yeah. 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 I was a little bit like, yeah. It, I knew that was going to happen. She's yeah. 37. Yeah. You know, and I, I figured it was going to happen sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. of the deter. you know, the reduction in the number of eggs as a woman ages. Like, she can still look great on the outside with fashion and derm fillers and Botox and all that kind of stuff. But the eggs, mm-hmm. there's, there's no Botox for those eggs. Nope. Yeah. So it looks as though, you know, it, this is a 1970s sports re, um, term and it was around some sports research. It was to, it was coined by Robert Kildini, who's a PhD, and it's a common psychological response to successful happy news about a group or a sports team or a political party, that kind of thing. It's that collective, we won, we did it. Exactly. I could totally relate. That's what I thought about right away when I heard that. Like that, I mean, I'm, I'm crazy about soccer, football, how we call it. But right. um, I mean, when my soccer team, Chile, whenever they win, lose my mind. And the sense of pride that you have, that's exactly. like, we did it, we did it. Even exactly. though they did all the work, but yeah. I was screaming at the TV the whole that, time. That's right. Excited. The Patriots played Chicago today, and yeah, I have no idea what the outcome was um, because it's been taped, and so you know, I'll hear later. But yes, I mean, even though I... You know, really don't know a thing about yeah. football. I like am a sense of delighted. ownership, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's you know part of the club, part yeah. of the group. You know, Tom Brady, another hot oh, guy. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the uh, not the Canucks too. Yes, but the Bruins a little bit more than the Canucks. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, either way, I, I swing both ways. American and Canadian. I am binational, as yeah. you, as you know. Um, so anyhow, so it's interesting, and um, you know, it's interesting that this is breaking news. But you know what? We did need a little bit of good news in the world. I think, given what going on in the world, some of the tragedies that are that are out there. So Absolutely. I'm very happy. And and you know what? Who doesn't love a baby? It's like Christmas every day when there's a baby in the house. Absolutely. I always say that. So all the best of luck to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. She's quite the relatable princess. She is. And just think she? about how beautiful that child is going to be. Oh my, genetic lottery right there, winner. No Seriously. kidding. Not to mention the bank account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Far more important than the looks. I'm like, uh, my next life, I want to come back as a royal baby. I'm not asking for much. No, me. I just want curly hair. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am so shallow, though. A friend of mine, I, I, this show is evidence-informed. It's about the research. It's the literature. It's, you know, I'm never going to suggest you do something natural that hasn't been tested. And so recently, a and I understand about, you know, the right ways to choose a person to, you know, be within your life and, you know, go for the chemistry and the sexual attraction, the fair and the whole thing. And a friend of mine is, is recently divorced and, you know, and, and she's killing us all. But anyway, she's met somebody mm-hmm. and we're delighted that she's met somebody. And so we're, we're, we're asking the questions, you know, what kind of car does he drive? I'm asking these questions, you know, well, what does he do? How tall is he? What does he look like? All the wrong things. I never said, are you attracted to him? 
Really? <laughs> just like, yeah, can you believe that? I mean, we're desperate to marry off this friend. Oh, bless her heart. <laughs> I'm kidding. If she's listening right now, she's in I tears. No, she's not. Nah, she's, she's probably having she's, fun right now. She's back Let's... east. Anyway, so on the phone, I'm saying, and I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? These are the wrong questions. You know, it doesn't matter that he has a Mercedes. I was glad to hear that. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter that he moved from an 18-room house to a you know an eight-room house. Happy to hear that, too. Mm-hmm. But why did he downsize, I have to say? <laughs> 18 rooms. 18 rooms. Can you believe that? You live with the Brady Bunch? Good Lord. I think so, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so those are the wrong questions to ask, but she is attracted to him, which is nice. So I finally did, you know, I snapped out of it and I asked the right questions. But getting back to the baby that is going to be born over across the pond, uh, it made me think about cesarean section births, which have almost doubled since 2000, according to a new study. So using data from 169 countries, there was a study published this week in the medical journal, The Lancet, and it estimated that 29.7 million C-section births occurred throughout the globe. Nearly 30 million cesarean sections occurred throughout the globe in 2015. That means it nearly doubled the 16 million C-section births in the year 2000. That's a lot of C-section births. But some people, and there's a great book done by Dr. Magnus Murphy, some people ask the question, is C-section bad medicine? You have less of an impact on your pelvic floor. There's a little bit more planning. Yeah. What do you think? You know what's crazy is I have three friends in my life in the past year who've had babies. One of them is my sister-in-law. All of them cesareans. All of them. Well, they're right in line with the research. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why do you think that is? Why do you think that they're on the rise? Do you maybe think litigation. more complications? Or? Well, there, there, there's, there are lots Women of having, risks of, yeah. uh, to vaginal deliveries yeah. and, you know, you can plan it. It's uh, it may be an easier course. I mean, some people are choosing. Some women are choosing cesarean sections today. You know, um, no matter how much I begged my doctor, it was a no. <laughs> really? You deliver that 12-pound baby by yourself. <laughs> anyway, I'm not Lord. kidding. <laughs> You'll be fine. You're a big girl. I'm not that big. Anyway, thanks a lot. But you know what? When we come back, we're going to shake this up and we're going to talk about cannabis and sex. We're going to be joined by a firefighter. We're keeping the show hot. I'm Maureen McGrath with Carmen Cruz. You're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you with my guest host, Carmen Cruz of the world-famous Fox. Hola. Hola. <laughs> we are best buds, Carmen and I, and we're going to be talking about um, how we connect about that. Happen to have a firefighter coming on. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> He's on the line. Let me go fix my hair. And he was too afraid, too afraid to come in. Afraid of us. Can you believe that? I can't believe so. I know. I was already to go fix me. my hair. Oh, and... I did. Did the whole makeup thing. I was in traffic and I'm like, I might as well put makeup I on. Really? I thought that was for me. <laughs> Thanks. I never put makeup on. <laughs> but I did tonight. I'm like, oh, maybe I should put some makeup on. I carried my makeup bag. Um, I carried my makeup bag into Ellen on Friday because I didn't want my car to get broken into anyway because you know how that happens. You know what so I did actually? Commonly. Just leave your glove compartment everything open. That's what I do. Yeah, I do. I had curlers in there. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And my life's a mess. Okay. (laughs) But right now we're going to get serious because this is a serious issue. Issue. Cannabis has been legalized, not Mm -hmm. decriminalized, legalized across Canada on October 17th. And not everybody is completely happy about that. 
Um, and you know what? Some people feel it's a gateway drug. It has disagreed with a lot of people. I've asked people to share their stories on Facebook, and they've sent me so many, and I'm going to read some of those to you tonight. I'm going to ask you to call here, one 9898 if cannabis has affected you or your sex life in a negative way. So, but right now, I am joined by Steve Serbic. He is the assistant fire chief of Esquimalt Fire Rescue. He was a Surrey firefighter in British Columbia, out there in British Columbia, for 20 years. And he's worked in a gateway program as a peer support coach. He's now a speaker on drug awareness in high school, and he joins me on the line. Hello, Steve. Hi, Maureen. Hi, Carmen. How are you guys? Hey, great. How are you? Awesome. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining me. Now, yeah, my pleasure. Now, Steve, you go around to the high schools and all across the country speaking about drug awareness. You speak at organizations and, and other companies um, because this is an important message that you need to get out there because we, we also happen to have an opioid crisis on our hands here and uh, drug use, illicit drug use, which is formerly, I guess, illicit drug use in high schools. Um, but, you know, it may impact kids' grades. There are some negative things about cannabis. How are you feeling about this? Well, um, I'm a parent also. So I have a daughter who just graduated from high school and a son who just graduated from university. So I'm really fortunate that I have uh, that type of uh, education coming from my own kids. I mean, they educate me on what's going on, going, going on at the schools. And, you know, I think about my kids when I go out and talk to high schools, I talk to them like I'm talking to my own kids. And, you know, my daughter talked to me on the 17th and like a lot of kids, she found it very confusing what was happening. Um, I think that's probably the case across the country. Is there's a lot of kids who find it very confusing. I mean, I think if you look at it from a kid's perspective, the kids that I spoke to, I've done two schools since the 17th. I've spoken to two groups. And the ones that do cannabis are actually, well, they're happy because they think it'll become more accessible and there'll be less judgment, which... I don't disagree with them, but the kids that aren't using cannabis believe that more kids will use it because it's now been legalized and they wouldn't have used it before. And I guess time will tell there. And then what can their parents say when, you know, when they say it's legal in this country? But you still have to be, you know, over 19, but we do know in high schools drinking and cannabis and all the other drugs that, make their way into high schools. And just where I live in Victoria, I mean, there's been three kids that passed away last year to a fentanyl overdose. So kids, kids believe um, what they're being told for the most part. And I just go into schools and educate kids on, you know, one of my first things that I tell them is when it, when it comes to my cannabis part is I, I just, you know, tell them about CBDs and THCs and the difference. And I kind of see the legalization of, cannabis as the commercialization of THC. I mean, when we were kids, um, it was before the 70s, it was half a percent. It's over 30 now. I mean, kids don't even understand what THC is. They they know what cannabis is, but they don't understand what THC is. They don't understand what CBDs are. And one of the most exciting things of the legalization of cannabis is that, you know what, there'll be more funding to do research on things like CBDs Mm -hmm. and, you know, what it can do for people that, that need that. 
Because there's been very little research and there's a lot of people touting a lot of claims that are not necessarily true. And there are some short-term effects uh, that are related to marijuana. And so, you, you know, it might take you till age 19 to graduate high school if you're smoking a lot of pot because you can have short-term memory problems, severe anxiety, including uh, paranoia. You can have bizarre behavior, seeing or hearing, smelling things that aren't there, not being able to tell imagination from reality. Um, it can lead to psychosis in some people. It can lead to panic, hallucinations, loss of a sense of personal identity, decreased reaction time. I had a patient whose uh, her son was smoking pot. Well, her son was, she came in to talk to me about his behavior. And, and so she was telling me all about him. And at the end of the conversation, I said, is your son smoking pot or drinking alcohol? And she said, yeah, he's smoking pot every day, like five times a day. And I'm like, oh, well, everything I've said is moot here. And she said, why? I thought pot was benign because a lot of people think pot is benign. They don't realize that you can have an increased heart rate and you push, puts you at risk of a heart attack. You have an increased risk of stroke coordination. So driving is going to be an issue. What do you think of the teens smoking pot behind the wheel? I've already well, seen it. I've seen the uh, you know yeah. people just, I'm not judging. I'm just noticing all of the puffs of smoke coming yeah. out of the Priuses. <laughs> yeah, I, I work clo- closely with the police. And you know what? I, I would think that you know, teens misunderstand cannabis and what the police can do, and they can charge them just like they can with alcohol. I mean, if you're if you're intoxicated under a substance and you're inebriated and you can't drive, they will charge you and give you a 24-hour just like they do under alcohol. So, I mean, cannabis is still a Schedule, a drug, Schedule 1 drug uh, under the DEA. And, you know, if you look at addiction rates in Colorado, Washington, uh, Oregon, the U.S. has cannabis addictions is two to four times higher in teens. Your brain develops from birth to the age of 20. That's that, that's the most important part of growth for your brain. And, you know, on ca- the Canadian websites, it says one in 11 will become addicted who use cannabis. That's what that's what they state. In the U.S., it says one in six. And that comes from the New York Medical Journal. Yeah, and a lot of people don't believe that uh, cannabis is addictive. Another issue, and I think that the teenagers should really listen up here, because uh, you know it's it's during that time, that developmental time, when um, boys are getting you know are attracted to girls and getting into relationships, and may have performance anxiety. And marijuana can actually lead to sexual problems for males. And you are up to seven times more likely to contract a sexually transmitted infection than non-users if you are a female. So I'm not sure if you cover that. In your talk, Steve, but no, <laughs> may I, I suggest but, uh, you do? <laughs> I'm writing it down as fast as I can. I'll email it to you, don't worry. Uh, um, but, there are some long-term effects, too. Decline in IQ. Have you ever noticed that the stoners just don't seem to be as sharp, Carmen? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, your child isn't doing well in school. Ask the question, are you smoking pot? Um, I think parents are naive about this. What do you, what do you think of that, Steve? Well, I think that, you know, not not thinking it's addictive. I mean, anything that's mind or mood altering is addictive. Yes, that includes alcohol. But everybody always compares cannabis to alcohol. And I think parents, I mean, the greatest challenge for parents is trying to tell their kids, you know, the dangers of doing anything that's mood mind or mood altering. Um, and it's I mean, had, it has a challenge. negative effect. Just a second. I'm going to take Siobhan. She's on the line. And... Um, She's going to share her story. We got Siobhan on there. Hello, Siobhan. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You have a a story to share about your 
um, experience with cannabis? I think cannabis is an absolutely wonderful medicine that has been utilized for numerous years, centuries in fact, and that it can be an amazing support to various modalities to have an all-around balance of wellness. And do you think there's any addictive uh, issues for some people? There might I be. think people might be addicted to the fact that they're taking time out of their life to smoke and maybe concentrate on themselves, and so the habit of smoking can be addictive, but I don't find that the medicine unto itself can be addictive. I mean, there might be challenges with titration and elements of receptor fatigue that can come into play, which is why it's important to always be mindful of your dosing and how you're taking your cannabis in from in what modalities. Are you working from a topical point of view? Are you taking things as a vape or as an edible? I think when you look at the many different forms of consumption then you are able, and the different person utilizing the medicine that way, then you have to like look at the matrix of the plant unto itself and how to facilitate wellness. And how do you feel how do you feel that there's not really been a lot of research, if any, around um, I think there's medicinal. actually a lot of research. I'm kind of surprised that you don't think there's been any. There's just well, been a not- major research that's just come out of the United States. There's another one that's just come out of the UK in regards to C B D and THCA. There's research um, well, in terms of a double blind on a regular plus, basis, and I, they're going to be even more so now that it's considered legal in the first G7 country. I am all for um, the I'm all for the research. I'm I'm looking for a double blind placebo controlled three arm study. Um, you know, so just to, that has all of those for, factors. And what, sorry, and what would be the control and in, in, in what matter? Well, we can, it, like in what form, like eating it, smoking. I mean, it, there can be there can be sham controls. There can be um, you know not those who are using with those who are not using. Um, you know, just in, in specific conditions. I, I know that there has been some positive results, positive Absolutely. outcomes, for health psoriasis, outcomes for eczema, for mm. herpes, for shingles. It's amazing. Uh, cannabis can be one of the most effective okay. antibacterial and antifungicides. So it's an amazing it's, miracle plant. I didn't know that, that about it, actually. I didn't know all that yeah. either. But thank yeah, you so much, Siobhan. If you want to forward me those studies to nursetalkathotmail.com, I'd really appreciate it. And uh, Steve Servick, thank you so much for your information about drug awareness in the, in the high schools. And when I come back, we're going to talk to some more people about their experience with cannabis and sex. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. We've got a hot topic here. We're talking about cannabis. And uh, we have heard, um, you know, there's a there's some controversy. I have Carmen Cruz in the studio with me, and she's going to share some positive stories about uh, cannabis. And, and there's no doubt cannabis has certainly helped people. But a new uh, marijuana guideline developed by Edmonton researchers warns physicians that the risks may outweigh the benefits for the vast majority of patients. The While the enthusiasm for medical marijuana is Indeed, very strong. Good quality research has not caught up to this, and we definitely need this. And I did read recently that, and there are particular types of research studies that that need to occur uh, to be as unbiased as possible and to be designed well. You know, they have to have, they have to be powered properly, they have to be robust studies, enroll the right types of people into the study. And so uh, I read recently where they were actually uh, going to study first off sleep because disrupted sleep is a massive issue for people the globe over. And so they, they, it, this has been viewed by many cannabis companies as the number one uh, area in, uh, to study. And so this uh, guideline, which was put out by Edmonton researchers, was published Thursday in the Canadian Family Physician Journal. And it suggests that the benefits of medical cannabis may be, 
hear me, the words, maybe, not definitely are, maybe overstated. And research on the medicinal properties is sorely lacking. We've all heard the success stories about kids who suffer seizures and the uh, cannabis has, medical marijuana has uh, stopped those seizures or reduced them dramatically. Carmen, you have a story about uh, your mom. Yeah, I've got, see, I've got, I'm on both sides of that coin. I'm pro it and I definitely can't use it for myself. Uh, my mother, she, uh, she has osteoarthritis. She's waiting for two hip replacements. She's 65 and she's in extreme pain. Sometimes she can't even get out of bed. She actually coincidentally lives in Edmonton. So trying to get a hold of any form of medicinal marijuana was a nightmare. And, but it has helped her a lot because sometimes she can't even sleep at night. She can't even move. She has, She's in such extreme pain. Like, do you know, what a shame! It's, and, it's heartbreaking. And you know, the other option is terrible: opioids, narcotics. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. terrible option. Uh, I have Ron on the line. Hello, Ron. Hey. Um, hey. Sorry uh, to keep uh, you waiting, uh, Ron. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Uh, you pinched my nerve uh, when you talked about uh, the uh, uh, psychotic and other effects of alcohol. Uh, I'm an alcoholic. I didn't. I, have, I wasn't uh, talking about alcohol. Uh, I know, but I have been for uh, 47 years, okay? I'm 57 now, okay? And uh, now we're talking about cannabis. There are uh, health benefits uh, to some forms of cannabis, okay? And uh, the one thing Wonderful. That, the one thing that is not in the conversation is hashish. Okay, um, I, in the 1970s, uh, I was very involved with hashish. Okay, so uh, statute of limitations is long gone, and uh, I never plan to go to or through the United States. So I'm not worried about it. Well, that's excellent. Listen, Ron, if you could forward me that research and anything else um, that... Uh, about the medicinal properties and as well the information on hashish, I would really appreciate it. So we're here in the studio talking about cannabis and the medicinal benefits of cannabis and Carmen Cruz, my guest host tonight, has said that there's been benefits for her mom's pain and sleep and I've certainly heard that from the oils. Um, I also have Anne in the studio and she joins me to talk about some of the benefits that she has experienced uh, by using uh, medical marijuana and cannabis in different forms. And welcome to the studio. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yes, I first started using cannabis just off and on because I have arthritis. And so I used it for the pain related to that. And it did help. But really what we're here to talk about was um, using cannabis oil for um for basically vaginal dryness, and it's not a very sexy topic. It isn't, but I talk about it all the time. And vaginal dryness will lead to painful sex, and it's a common situation for women in perimenopause and postpartum and pregnancy and postmenopause. It's exactly, yeah. And it can lead to low sexual desire, and then you're you know, partner, whomever that may be, mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper or whatever, might think I'm having an affair. <laughs> right. uh, but your right. partner might think that if you don't want to have sex with them because it's yeah. so painful. Yes, and and admitting that that that's the reason that's tough right. as well. So, and my my dear husband actually. Um, got the oil for me, which I thought was very sweet. He had a particular interest in this area, (laughs) didn't he? Um, And and it honestly was amazing because I, it was so painful and I'm 46 and I thought I don't want, you know, my sex life to be over now. So um, I just started using it just kind of, you've squirted, you know, on the outside. So it's topical. um, 
It's topical. Yeah, okay. And I number one, the the just you know, increase whatever, the decrease in dryness, just the comfort in, in intercourse. It's amazing the difference. But then also just if we can use the O word, just the, orgasm? the pleasure factor, the orgasm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Because yeah, vaginal amazing. dryness will delay an orgasm. Yeah. You know, it takes a little bit longer to get aroused unless you're, of course, yeah. you're watching a movie with Bradley Cooper and, right? yes. and it's like two seconds right. or using the womanizer, right. fabulous device. But, you know, right. it's interesting that you mention that, um, that the, it's an oil mm. that you use mm-hmm. and you know that is going to help mm-hmm. for some women olive oil helps for some women right. coconut oil will help you know if i may i suggest if you can get it up in there mm-hmm. put it on your husband's penis right and and then insert yeah i do that too <laughs> that would yeah because that yeah. will help you as well because your vaginal dryness you know can be inside yeah also i am yeah. learning so much tonight <laughs> It's, Get ready, girlfriend. I had friend. no idea. It's amazing. I will. I do have to say, though, the one negative, I always have a slight headache the next day. Do you? I don't know mm. why that is. But How about the munchies? No. No. But a headache, like the next day, I yes. just, I feel... Interesting. Not, yeah, and yeah. I and I never expected that with a topical. Yeah, you know that just it, blew it me away. Does, it can actually cross over into yeah. the systemic system. Yep. It's blood vessels down there, and yeah. you know there are cannabis companies that um, you know have cannabis pleasure oils that mm-hmm. you know I, I'm not. I'm not 100%. This is why I want the studies. I apologize that I want some evidence. Um, but, you know, the oil will help a woman to experience orgasm faster, mm-hmm. or get aroused. But it's, is it the cannabis? Is it the oil? Mm. I just want a decent design study yep. to get the answer to that. And you know what? It doesn't matter because if it works for you, it works for you. And that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue this conversation because there's so much about this. And we've had lots of interest in it. And, and Anne, yeah. I really appreciate uh, you sharing your sex story with no us. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> but you could have just gone to see a star who's born and maybe you wouldn't need that <laughs> cannabis oil. I'm telling you. <laughs> watch out, Bradley you. Cooper. Watch out. <laughs> Little stock here. I have some stalker qualities in me. I can do that. Uh, but, you know, thanks, Carmen, too, for sharing your story about your mom. Of course. Because there are these stories out there. And that's yes. why this subject, this warrants research. And th- something else I wanted to say, better to purchase regulated, even though it's three times as expensive or whatever, and you got to mm-hmm. wait in line. But um, because there are, it, it is re- a regulated industry now, and people are actually going to wash their hands before they actually put them in your marijuana. And so, you know, there's been fecal coliform that has been found in what? marijuana. Yeah, you are learning so much. Anyway, we're going to come back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.